This time on IFAF, Idaho Falls and Frank's, Frankfurters, encapsulated, elongated meats with the sausage and the wieners. And the- I paid $400 to find out my dog's an info. October 4th is coming, gone. How's everybody doing? Everybody okay? <laughs> Any Bill Gates microchip action happening? Woodruff in 17th, we're so happy to have you back. Welcome home, son. Welcome home. IFAF, Idaho Falls infotainment talk show with Mike Nelson and Carly Morgan. Yay. Well, oh, new intro. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, welcome to <laughs> East Idaho's fastest growing podcast with East Idaho's favorite man child and dude girl <laughs> actually yeah that's fair <laughs> that's why you love us i can't even come on i can't even quantify the amount of times i say bruh in a day <laughs> yeah the fact that i wasn't born on the west coast is sort of a travesty so we had this new intro done our our drone pilot buddy hooked us up Mm -hmm. thank you so much it looks so sweet did you see how calm the river was that day and that was a day where like rain was in the forecast Mm -hmm. it was storming at like 3 p.m we were set to shoot during golden hour Mm -hmm. which is well in this case it was an hour before sunset Mm -hmm. is oftentimes an hour before sunset or after sunrise Mm -hmm. We there we were at the top of the now comfort suites, not quality in, although it still has the quality in signs on it. <laughs> we're on the top. We requested a top floor facing west, and this it was a beautiful, gorgeous, magical moment where uh, the sun came from behind the clouds, mm-hmm. and the river was still. And we pulled out, and then these birds kept effing with us. Well, yeah, they thought that the drone was a threat. They interpreted the drone as a potential predator. And they the thing is, they weren't attacking it. They were just like, it was a show of force. Yeah, they were sort of trying to figure out what it was about, you know? Yeah, it was a couple dozen birds going, yeah. hey, just so you know, buddy, we're here and mm-hmm. ready to pounce on you. So maybe, that. I mean, I've heard of sparrows uh, when one mommy has some little eggs in the nest. Mm-hmm. They all watch out for that mommy. If there's a hawk coming, they start circling and they drive it away. I've seen videos of that, right? Uh Uh-huh. They didn't do anything that extreme, but we did get some great footage of some birds and the water tower with the Taylor Mountain in the background, and it was neat. It was pretty cool. Oh, hey, good news. Our internet talk show, podcast, whatever you want to call this, reached 15.1K, so 15,000 people in the last seven days. Yay. Uh, and more buff, more muff is back. Oh yay! He said, or should I call you Meat Circus? I, I kind of missed him. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I I did wonder if everything was okay, bro. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Hey, I'm first on everything again. Sorry, I haven't commented in a bit. They don't let us have phones in jail." <laughs> Wait, did he really say that? He did. <laughs> it was a double joke. He said, "Sorry, I haven't." commented in a bit they don't let us have phones in jail mm-hmm. lol jk they let us have our phones <laughs> okay that is funny that's funny yeah props on the okay, double joke bro here's the thing if he is in jail and has a phone it's got to be for a minor crime i i don't know maybe they have computer time. or less <laughs> i haven't been in jail recently <laughs> i've never been in jail ah Although technically, I probably should have been at one point. If we were playing Never Had I Ever, I would not raise my hand and I would not have a shot. That's fair. Or I would. You would have I a don't shot. Know. Yeah, okay, thank you for that mm-hmm. little reminder. I'm not quite feeling myself tonight and I don't know what it is. 
I've got this bit of a disconnected feeling. We've got our list of topics like we always do, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I don't. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm in the back seat. I get that. And something else is driving. Do Did you, you want, ever feel that way? Do you want me to drive? I mean, <laughs> I, I, but I've got the car. Well, <laughs> I'm in the driver's seat. I, I could just turn it here and then I'd be in the driver's seat. Honestly, mm-hmm. one of these days, yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Well, you know, I mean, we are partners in life and real estate and uh, podcasting mm-hmm. or internet show, whatever you want. I don't know what to call this. I like internet talk Because show. nobody else is doing this. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody else has a bigger platform than we do. We are ju- we are internet only, but something inside me convinces me that this is really all we need. We talked a mm-hmm. few podcasts ago about you don't need a 100,000-watt stick out in the desert or on Taylor Mountain anymore. Mm-hmm. You just need this. Mm-hmm. And that's mind-boggling and scary and empowering all at the same time. Right. But I just I, I don't quite feel myself uh, today, and and I didn't. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I didn't make a wish on a Friday, although mm, you know it's funny. coming up. Uh, Friday thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Uh, I this know. Week. I'm so excited. What, what? I know. Yeah. So go to the camp and listen for the ch ch ch. Or whatever they are, you know. Cock, cock, cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh wait, yeah, we haven't gotten to the dick jokes yet. We need to we get there. We have so many this time. <laughs> so by way of follow up, last week we were talking about John Ham, and and that's a that's a five or ten. It's a five year old reference, isn't it? Oh, at least gray sweatpants season, cinnamon pine cone season, cuffing season, mm-hmm. and I mentioned. Um, oh, you needed some new slippers. I right? needed some new house slippers. Yeah. yeah. Well, a buddy of mine. You know, I have the best friends, mm-hmm. Carl. I really do. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine, Amazon me, these slippers. Look at look at how cool these slippers are. Wow, I like that they're um they're kind of like a unicorn. Yeah, they're like a unicorn. They're like the uh, spaceship in the Austin Powers movies. Yeah, dun, yes, dun, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And then the make them touch. Like they crash into each other. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, I'm moving forward. No, I'm moving forward. I mean, that looks like a fun time for a couple of guys, you know? (laughs) A couple of rocket ship pilots? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're just, yeah, they're having a good time. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know who you are. And I thank you. And I will wear them with pride. (laughs) I might take some scissors to the top. Yeah. Speaking of penises. Mm -hmm. I had a really unfortunate situation. Yes, let's, let's speak about penises. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Because we're, we're going to a lot in this episode. <laughs> I know we've got a couple of penis-related topics. Right, right. This week I had a very unfortunate situation with a penis. Uh, oh, Lord. Specifically my dog's penis. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. This sounds bad, I know. But here's the thing. My poor dog has been having a hard time peeing. And I assumed it was a UTI because it was manifesting the same way that it had before. He has had a UTI before, so I just thought it was the same thing. He was having a really hard time going potty. And I was so worried about him. It was it, He was getting better, and then all of a sudden he got way worse. It, to the yeah, point where he was he was squatting down to pee and nothing was happening. I remember the night where I said, yeah, it's uh, we got Concernicus. And yes. I was like, yeah, it's time to take him in. Yeah. I took him in, they saw him, uh, they tested for a UTI, and they determined he did not have a UTI, and uh, he, the vet 
uh, said basically that he either had inoperable <laughs> bladder tumors or kidney stones. And I have never in my life prayed harder for kidney stones. So, so that was his first, like, it wasn't even a diagnosis. He he said, I think it could be one of these two things. He basically said, if it's not that, these are the two next most likely things that it could be. Most likely things. And that's, right. and, and you know me, play the hits. Yes, right. let's look at, I mean- Oftentimes, it's the most obvious answer that's the answer. When you hear galloping, think horses, not zebras. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't either of those two things. No, it was not. So all day, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to pay for my dog's treatment? I was like calling my mom. She ignored my call twice. Why are you like... Are you even a mother so she at that was point? Busy. How dare you? <laughs> she ignored my call twice in the same minute. I, you know what? I had a relative like that. Thank God he's an in-law and I don't have to deal with him anymore. But like, he, he would blow up my phone all within the space of 40 seconds and then like apparently disown me Oh, because I wasn't there right then. Oh, yeah, I, no. Just up. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, no. Idiot. No, to be fair, mine was within like, Five hours. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, she, she certainly me. had a bathroom, a 15 minute break somewhere in there. All I'm saying is, what are you doing if you're not there being my mom? How dare you? <laughs> anyway, but I was like, <laughs> for the record, Carly's mom is super cool. I love my mom so much. And my sometimes busy. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's got a very busy career. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm yeah. going to defend her. She takes care of a lot of stuff. This, yeah. Anyway, uh, but I was just trying to figure out like, what am I going to do about this? Like, what could be the worst? Like, I was playing through all the scenarios in my head all day. And then, finally, I go I go in for this appointment, and I'm so ready to hear, like, is my dog dying? Is he going to be okay? And then the, the vet and, leads and, and with I was all there. of the things. Yes, I called, I wanted I to called be Mike tearfully <laughs> in the back of my work, and I was like, can you just go in with me? Because I'm really worried about what's going to happen. <laughs> and he was, because he's the best. And... <laughs> I go in and the vet leads with all of the things that they disproved first, which is not how you do that. Well, uh, hang on. I think it is how you do no. that. He, he, no, he was very scientific method about it. Because first, to it. know what a thing is, first you have to know what it is not. Okay, but also... That is an increase in knowledge. But also, hear me out. That's Here's true. this person I, here who's true. worried about their yes. pet, who thinks that they're dying. At the very least, start with, hey, he's going to be okay. Here's what I disproved. And oh, then yeah. do it. Okay, have that little leader. I totally get what you're saying, and I think right, you're right. Right, and, and I think what you're talking about, too, is what's called bedside manner. Yes. When it comes to doctors or yeah, mm-hmm. veterinarians. Vets. Yeah. And and I, I some have it, some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did appreciate this guy's real sort of attack on... I, I was willing to... He was to, very logical, which I loved. Yeah. I did like that. I was willing to follow along with his process. But also, just start with the clothes. <laughs> right. You're if you right. would have started you're, with... Carly, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. I agree. But basically, he was... <laughs> He's been humping this plush dog teddy bear for years, ever since he was a puppy. I think I got it when he was maybe a year, a year old. And um, yeah, apparently he had humped it so hard that he had hurt himself and then just kept doing it. <laughs> Which like, I get it. First I really all, do. <laughs> bro, I relate. Yeah. But also, I spent $400 
finding out that my dog, just to find out that my dog is a nymphomaniac. He is a horn dog. <laughs> He's a literal horn dog. <laughs> Isn't there a hybrid called Chihuini? Yes. Because his little Chihuahua weenie. Oh, was just so. It was he literally beat, bent out of shape. He literally beat his meat. <laughs> oh, poor <Yeah>. bastard! <laughs> right? Do you think? I'm wondering. Are there some deep rooted psychological issues here? Like, did he? Did you clip him too late? Yes, we did. Yeah, we we. Meant so to he clip still him got earlier. all the accre- aggression and wanting to breed of a teenage boy. Yeah, but he's uh, got nothing there. Yeah. Thankfully, though, he doesn't hump every object in the house, just this one little teddy bear of yours. He tried to hump my arm exactly once, and I brushed (laughs) him off, and he was like, never again. Okay. Yeah, he was was really good about it. He was very respectful. He understands no. Rango is sort of like the Joker at Arkham Asylum. He is going crazy and going to break and have a psychotic episode any second, but he is a... He's somehow a restrained gentleman at times. Lawful evil, one might say. I think he's chaotic evil, but okay. <laughs> chaotic neutral, then? Because mm. it's not that he wants to do harm to anyone. He, he's just oh, no. willing he want- to do anything he wants for you're, the sake of doing what he wants. You're painting too kind of a picture <laughs> for this monster <laughs> that you live you? with. <laughs> not uh, you know that i baby. i go i go above and beyond barely tolerating him you really do a good i job. do i do i yeah. i try to comfort him point is my dog hurt his wiener by humping things and i had to pay the price for it and that was a real bummer for me so I, it's funny to see those slippers and it's weird that this is such a wiener centric episode so with all this talk about tube steaks Let's. <laughs> That's let, good euphemism. Let's go to a pretty amazing show that we um, we've talked about before. I think it was one of one of the lost episodes. Yeah. That probably. we'll talk about again. But let's first talk about how we got there. We opened up HBO Max, or now just Max for this week. It was right. <laughs> Which I don't get. Is it? Is it a? Is it HBO and all the Cinemax stuff? And so they combined? I think and it's for- why would HBO give up their branding on that? It boggles. I think it's short for Maximilian. I'm dumb fungled. Or is that the Scottish word for exhausted? Anyway, <laughs> I just I, I can't believe it. So we watched the first three episodes of our Flag Means Death season two that had been <sighs> released this week. Such a good show. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Fall is when they release all the cool shows. Always. Do they still? Okay. I mean, I guess... Just last week, I was telling someone, I was like, man, I'm so between shows. Like, there's nothing good to watch now. You know, because the boys is off. Our flag is off. Uh, what we do is off. Everything everything good is off. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, our flag means death is Taika Waititi mm-hmm. and clan. And I think that they, the, the clan, came from a loose association with the Flight of the Concords originally, right? That Who did the right movie What We Do in the Shadows. And then some other people did the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, which, which is... They're all so good. We're talking about my top three shows right it now. It kind of makes me want to move to New Zealand, because apparently they're all much funnier than yeah. we are. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, they're kind of the perfect mix between British humor and American humor, would, you know? W- would you say that our flag means death is sort of like The Office, but with pirates? Yeah. I mean, kind, kind of. The, kind there's of no like direct how... looking at camera shots. There's no interview shots. Yeah, 
but it's, it's a little, shot documentary style. You know what? I will say it's a little zanier than The <laughs> it's, Office. It's zany AF, and that's why yeah. I love it so much. But also, I would like how I've described uh, what we do in the shadows is um, The Office, but with vampires. Yes, right. You know, so so yeah, it's a, it's, thank you, Ricky Gervais, for opening our world to all this. Well, and I guess the point mockumentaries is that I think that's exactly that perfect little intersection of, you know, English and American humor is Australian slash New Zealand humor, you know? So now that we've defined our terms, we're we're sitting there with our friend group on a Friday night. We had watched all of our flag means death. And then, of course, you know, the episode ends and, and suggests some other things and shows you what's available. And there is a show <gasps> called Naked Attraction. I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's, it's bizarre. Well, and here's the thing. So before, you and I had seen some of these, but we had to bootleg them. Yes. Okay, so we had heard about this six months ago, nine yeah. months ago, right? Because we're always ahead of the curve. And I, well, I um, have VPN like you all should. If you're I mean, on the really. internet, get VPN. Yeah. My choice is NordVPN. There's ExpressVPN. There's there's plenty of choices. And I do. Wink, uh, wink, nod, nod. But, <laughs> but come to find out, if you want to watch shows in other countries, you can just say, I'm in that other country. Right. With a click and a pop that mm-hmm. I make with my mouth, I go, yeah. <laughs> and click the other country. And so suddenly... The internet thinks I'm in London, and I can watch Channel Four or right. whatever. So, so we've seen this show, but we haven't seen well, the show the with other too. people. And it was so weird going, "Oh yeah, no, we shouldn't watch that show, right?" And everybody else was like, "Um, yeah, we should." <laughs> like we, they talked us into it. Right, right. You were the host. We weren't gonna go there. No, I I told them vaguely what it was about. <laughs> you know, I was like, "It's a dating show where they." Everyone is nude, and they start from the bottom and work their way up. And they're like, fascinating, and we want to see it. I don't know if you want to call it dating in reverse, but here's the thing about British television. They're way more liberal than we are. Weirdly enough, because I feel like they're a lot less passionate than we are, you know? I feel like they're more repressed than we are, but that's not the case. I remember, I told you the story of watching PBS. Friday night videos went off the air. Uh This was like in the 80s. And then I'm so I'm I'm clicking around to just bare, brand new clicker, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Remotes were so cool, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm looking for something else. And there's uh, Monty Python? Monty Python on PBS. I'm like, mom and dad were asleep, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I could I could watch it. I'm gonna watch PBS, and I saw boobies for yeah. the for the very first time in my life, other than what mm-hmm. my imagination could fill in from the Sears catalog. Oh. Thank you, Cheryl Teagues. But <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so so PBS, you know, so the British were showing boobs on television in the 60s is my point. Right. So here's what they're showing in 2023. Everything. A, a, everything. So picture a fully dressed contestant. It's a dating show. Mm-hmm. Walking onto a stage and there are six different, um, I don't know, telephone booths. What do you call them? Uh, booths? Yeah, booths. Booths is They're is all a different word. colors. There's pink, red, orange, green. <clears throat> and the very first thing that happens is the host with the contestant says, all right, let's see the bottom half. And, and, and the doors slide up 
and you see their business. Yeah. You see their junk and correct me if I'm Sometimes wrong. Sometimes even their trunk. There are close-ups. I wouldn't say extreme close-ups. No, but close-ups for sure. But close-up enough for you to know exactly what's going on down there. Oh yeah, no. It's not like it's not like a wide shot the entire time. Like they will um focus on specific contestants. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then and then the second stage is then you see from the shoulders down. Uh-huh. And then the third stage is you see their face. And there are processes of elimination all throughout the show. Mm-hmm. As you're listening to this, I'm sure you're thinking, A, that's bizarre, and you're right. Yes! A- it's and weird, B, but that's why it's so fun. Oh, that sounds wild. And then do they get more wild? Is there sex on stage? Is there What else is there? That's it. Yeah, no. That's it. So they keep it. You know what's really funny? As weird as it sounds to say this with you know one dressed person looking at six naked people, as weird as it sounds, they keep it clean. Yeah. Or clinical or whatever. You know what's really funny too is if they do progress into... So they have the whole dating scenario, the first date scenario, and then they follow up a month later. And if the contestants do happen to um, hook up... They always keep it very euphemistic. They never say, we had sex. They're always like, oh, we had such a nice time together. And we've spent a lot of time together since then. Right. It's Well, it's right. almost like, to my point earlier this year about teenage summer mischief movies, mm-hmm. um, like sometimes when you start with the hidden, when you get rid of all the salacious underpinnings, like there's a real heart to it. At the heart of it, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, it's basically a dating show. It's lots of nakedness. Yeah. And it sounds like here in, I I get it, here in the Mormon corridor, here in Idaho and Utah, it sounds like I'm talking about something so sinful and salacious when, in fact, it's on network television. Mm -hmm. Now, it's after a certain time, and I forget what they call it. Shoot. Uh, Uh, Prime time? Yeah, it's outside of what we would call prime time, Mm -hmm. but it's on the telly. The other funny thing about it is that I feel like it's less salacious than like most movie sex scenes. Like, I would absolutely watch Naked Attraction with my mom and dad. You would? I would, because it doesn't feel nearly as like weird and gross and intimate as like watching a sex scene in a movie. Even if you don't see any junk in that, you don't see anything, really. You see two people panting heavily and, you know, moving in a certain way. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of emotion and there's music going on and there's right. a situation that happened before it and you're like, whoa, they're hooking up. Right, right. Like that feels way too intimate and weird. Versus this, which feels like, it does feel sort of detached and cl- and clinical, like you said. So I think that that's sort of a... But but I think that's how yeah. you would have to do it. The, mm-hmm. producer, the producers must have been doing the cringe emoji the entire time mm-hmm. they were talking about doing this. And somehow it made it onto air, but that's what we do these days is we continue to push the limits. Yeah. But it is done in a very clinical fashion. Yeah. Let's talk about the big non-penis-related news this week. Uh, 17th and Woodruff is open! Yeah! Can we talk about what a relief it is? Yes! Finally! (laughs) I've been so tired of having to alternate my roots and change everything up. It's been six months, nine months? Something, it's been a many months. Too damn long is how long it's been. Yeah. It's so... 
frustrating. Rengo could have had a baby with his girlfriend by now. He could have. Yeah. He could have. And also, I don't get why they can do like Sunnyside in a night because they realize how big of an uh, how big of a roadway that is, and they can't do Seventeenth and Woodruff. I mean, there there was a week. Let's focus on the positive now. Seventeenth and Woodruff is open now. But for, also, why are they not putting one crew on that day and night until it's Let's focus on the positive. 17th and Woodruff is open. They got two left-hand turn lanes, two lanes going forward, one lane to the right. It's beautiful. It's that is gorgeous. All of the other Woodruff construction projects, done as far as I know. Water Springs Church, done. Mm-hmm. Right around hitting 49th, done. Yeah. It's so great now to enjoy... The fruits of your labor, Idaho Falls. Okay, but I really do want to know. So if someone does have that answer, like, why don't they just send all of the crews into one place all at once and get it all done fast and then move them to the next thing? I'll tell you why. Because you are a layman and you only look at the things that influence your life directly. Yeah, Where there are a dozen other construction projects happening everywhere else in the city that you don't see, you're not in charge of, you don't have the team for, you didn't contract, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Well, that's and, what, and that's, that's not why an insult I ask, toward you. No, that's you. why I'm asking the question. You, I know I don't know. Okay, right. Well, is it a good enough answer to know that there are people who are being paid your tax dollars to make <laughs> these decisions and they made the right ones? No, because humans are fallible. <laughs> right. I just want to, here's the but thing. But do you think you could give them pointers? Sometimes. Do you honestly think? Yeah, sometimes I do. <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> listen, listen. No. There, <laughs> listen. There are so many times when people who are above me uh, in rank at a company or something yeah. have done things that are so clearly and obviously wrong. You're so right. That even I know what they're doing is so clearly and obviously wrong. No, but you don't. Here's the thing. you do, That's not how construct. When you have a dozen construction projects, that's not how you work it. And also, that's not say, what I'm saying. Let's do this one I'm to completion. Then let's move on to the next one. Okay. And I'm not saying that that's definitely what we should do. I'm asking why we don't do that. I recognize that I may be lacking so information. So you're asking an honest question and you want yeah. a legitimate, honest answer. That's it. Well, is there a city of Idaho Falls PIO that would grace us with their presence and let us know exactly what the reason is? That's what I want to know. Probably not. Probably not. And but... that's okay because that's what we want to do is remain the fringe show in Idaho Falls. Yeah, how dare If we you ever become think? the establishment, take me out back, shoot me in the back, tell me a nice story about the rabbits, shoot me in the back of the head, dump my body in a mattress and oh, know, Lenny. let nature take its course. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I really do just want to know, what is the benefit to doing multiple multiple projects with multiple crews I when don't you can know. put them all on one? I don't know, but I every know, time- I don't either. Every time I explore a new, for example, video editing of a podcast mm-hmm. or an internet talk show, whatever the hell we are, um, there's you all you encounter- some people would call them hurdles or obstacles. I call them stepping stones because I frame things in my life in a positive way. Lame. <laughs> but there's always more stepping stones than you think there are. I know. I just want to know what they are. I would like to know that too. That's all. 
And then I realize I don't want that level of granularity in my life. I, I don't do. give a sh- good god dang about the roads. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? I, I just want to drive from Maverick on fir- at First and Woodruff to Chinese Garden and Papa Tom's on uh, Woodruff and 17th. And that's why the corner of 17th and Woodruff is IFAF this week. Double finger guns to you. We're just so happy to have you back. Real quick, though, I found, remember, for the last two weeks, we've been talking about how Idaho Falls is rebranding itself Mm -hmm. from a gateway city, right, to a destination city, which I'm, I'm here for. Yeah. However, city of Idaho Falls, here it comes, just a note. (laughs) A note. (laughs) At the corner of Skyline and Highway 20, there's a sign that says, Gateway to all these things. So remove that, pretty please. Get somebody on staff to go out there. I'll do it. I'm used to pounding signs and taking them out. Yeah. If you want me to do it, let's Steppenwolf this shit and fire all of our guns at once and explode into space and take out all of the old branding and put in the new branding at the exact same time. You can't have leftover language leftover branding existing while we're concentrating so hard on making ourselves a destination. We can't be having the words, we're the gateway to anywhere. Just a note. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? You're so right. Because I care. Because I care. If we as a city want to grow and we want to be better, we've got to stop selling ourselves short. We don't have to be the gateway to anything. We get to be the the destination. You are so lucky to get to come and see us. We've already established that. So yeah. let's abolish any old messaging that exists. You like know, that. it feels a lot like a girl who breaks up with a really crappy boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she like goes out and she realizes her self-worth. And she's like, wait a second. Like, I am the destination. I'm not I, a gateway anymore. I am who they're here to see. I'm not the last stop before marriage. Right. Yeah. What you got there? I'm so glad you asked. So last week we talked about it being cinnamon pine cone season, cuffing season, gray sweatpants season. This week I the season. It's the season. I want to mention Brock's candy corn and Planters dry roasted peanuts. Why, Mike? Why? Why El Wapo? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, they're delicious together. Hey, give me that candy corn. Hang on. <clears throat> First, I will. Oh, I you've w- got your culinary scissors and I everything? You, you came prepared. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you like, uh, meh, meh. how many is that? Three? Three. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. So now I'm going to give you uh, that much. That much exactly. Okay. So would you mind, if, if there's any way to hold that up to the camera and kind of show what's going on there. Does you- this feel like too much of a peanut to candy corn ratio? Aha. That's what I would ask. That's what a reasonable person would ask. Okay. And that's where I'm going with okay. this, uh-huh. is I think that the reasonable ratio for this Brock's candy corn uh, and planter's peanuts mix is about three to one, four to one, Can- meaning uh, one candy corn to like three or four peanuts. Okay. So not like the size of a candy corn worth of peanut. It's like, okay. That makes sense. Right. I'm talking yeah. about quantity, not volume. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, but let's try this, can we? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to pop one candy corn and three peanuts. Yeah. I love it. Or three peanut why, halves. Why rather. do I do so much more then? <laughs> well, 
I wanted to make sure you had plenty. <laughs> oh, did you do the whole handful? <laughs> you didn't have to. Okay. <laughs> but basically, what you'll find is it tastes just like a payday or a salted nut roll. Mm. Isn't that wild? <laughs> and I hate eating on the show, but this ladies, I know how much you love salty and sweet. <laughs> And that's the combo mm-hmm. right there. Mm. So eating this stuff is like, it's the equivalent of, remember we talked about Reed's Dairy flavored milk? Yeah. And, and Andy's candies and how it's just a hint of the thing mm-hmm. that makes you want more. Right. I've been shoving this stuff in my mouth nonstop for at least a minute now. Mm-hmm. And all I want is more mm-hmm. because it's just, it's so pleasant and not overpowering that you just want like if you want to be overpowered you got to just keep stuffing it in your fat face like i do (laughs) now can we really quickly touch on reed's dairy uh milk flavor of the month Mm because we just had some last night my very good buddy of mine just last night picked me up because i was having a really hard week um a pint well like a Fourth gallon? I'd say a quarter gallon, yeah. Yeah, a, a quarter gallon of the pumpkin spice Reed's Dairy Milk and a holy guacamole is so good. It is so good. It's Once again. basically eggnog with pumpkin spice. Reed's da- in Dairy In my opinion. Nailed it. But, okay, have you tried their nog? When their yes. eggnog and their chocolate nog comes out, we got to be there because it is mind-blowing, life-changing. <laughs> um, it is a, for me, it is a holiday must have oh absolutely it's not optional no not even a little i completely (laughs) agree um and i have had their eggnog before and i do genuinely think that they made their eggnog and then all they did was stir in a little bit of uh, pumpkin spice you know i will say that you're correct in terms of flavor but in terms of consistency nog is has a little more viscosity that's true it's whereas their flavored milk is just it's got the Texture and and thickness of milk. Well, like chocolate uh, milk, because chocolate milk is, is slightly thicker, thicker okay. right. than regular milk. I, as a milk connoisseur, as someone okay. who loves if you, milk, if you say so, I'll go yeah. with that. Sure. Yeah, and I would yeah. say the same about strawberry milk. Although I do think that strawberry milk is slightly less thick than chocolate milk, and I don't know why. It's just something I've observed. I suppose it depends on the brand, doesn't it? It depends on whether or not you made your strawberry quick with 2% milk or whole vitamin D milk. Hear me out. If I took one gallon of uh, 2% milk and I used Nesquik strawberry milk mix and Nesquik chocolate milk mix, I guarantee you, at least in my opinion, that the chocolate milk mix one would be slight, very slightly thicker. We'll put that on our list of someday. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a fun little science experiment. We'll be like the mis- the Mythbusters again. Checking in with you real quick. Just a quick welfare check. Just saying hi. Did you survive October 4th or <laughs> what? You know, I was at the mall when that happened, which I think is the worst place to be <laughs> if it was going to do what all the conspiracy said it was going to do. Had I made, yeah, had I made plans that day, I would have been at the mall. I would have been where there were crowds of people. I heard from a couple of people on Facebook, what's up, Hales, um, <laughs> that they were in Costco and Sam's Club. Right. Simultaneously, a couple of their family members 
that day. And I was like, oh, that's where I should have gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was pretty low key. It went off. I hit the OK button on my phone. It was done. There were a few conspiracy theories, most about, and I'm speaking completely out my ass here, most about like the signal that comes across your phone is going to activate either Bill Gates microchips or components in the COVID vaccine that the government planted a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right, to make you into a zombie. And I don't know if that's a slow-moving Walking Dead zombie or a fast-moving 28 Days Later zombie, but a zombie nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. But some people actually shut off their phones. Which the funny thing is, Like change their schedules to... Apparently, though, when you turn your phone back on... It would have gone off. <laughs> so the, is that true? That's oh. what I heard. Okay. I don't know how true it is because I didn't do that. Yeah, it'd be funny though. But I sort of wonder if. Well, I think ideally the best thing you could have done was leave your phone in your car on, so that it can go off. The best thing you could have done is ignore these conspiracy theories and gone about your day. Right. I feel right. But but if you believe it, uh, yeah. Okay. Leave your phone all alone in your car in a a closed space where you couldn't hear it. Although maybe it would keep going off until you hit the OK button. So really what you need to do is leave your phone with someone you dislike. I I don't think so. It's not not a phone notification necessarily. It's a real-time alert Mm -hmm. that starts and ends no matter if you're observing it or not. Oh, like eventually it'll just stop itself. I, I mean, eventually, meaning after three long beeps, it was done. Oh, it okay. happened at, I think, 1225-ish, our time, mm-hmm. and then it ended. So mine had an OK button. So it just did one beep, and then I hit OK, and it was done. OK. So, yeah, maybe it was just three beeps if you didn't hit OK, but I did because it was annoying, so I didn't want to listen to it. Right. You said, Yeah, you said, got it, received, yeah. message yeah. received. And it was just a common FCC EAS test mm-hmm. so that they could just make sure that the, the theoretically that the if you if you take the government at face value which Here's God, the thing. That's a whole other topic. I know the government's done shady stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that they have done things Tuskegee to, experiment. I know that they've hurt people. I feel like if this was one of those situations if a whistleblower did blow the whistle beforehand, they would have changed plans. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, we don't know. Just like we don't know if it was angels or aliens, we don't know if this was a government conspiracy or a routine test. Yeah, we don't know. I feel fine. I will say, I got the COVID vaccine three <laughs> times. I got COVID three times. I don't know what to tell you. After it happened. Like later that same day, at one point, I did something really dumb and I was like, oh, maybe it worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Am I a zombie? <laughs> Am I? Is this what it's like? Oh, it's like that one movie. <laughs> What's that movie? Um, um, Warm Bodies. Yes. I'm the, I'm the zombie in Warm Bodies. Yeah. I just need to make out a little bit and then I'll come back to life. That's like a <laughs> Tina Belcher wet dream. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw all these conspiracy theories. And first of all, I think that um, up until about 2010, 2015, we were getting smarter as a species. And I think social media has made us dumber. I, I, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of copying and pasting going on. 
There's a lot of sheeps following what you they know, believe to be shepherds. Some people would call you a sheeple. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Like right on both sides there's those accusations. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misinformation and sharing it without fact checking. I mean, I I still I still see people A I respect and B in a position of power posting, well, since uh Facebook is now charging 7.99 a month, um I'm going to say, don't do that. And by the way, you can't use my photos. And listen, if you copy and paste those things, then, and in fact, let's let's keep going. Okay, let me finish that sentence. If you copy and paste those things without verifying, you're an idiot. And you're part of the problem. And other people are silently judging you. Or maybe not so silently. <laughs> Holy cow, you sound like my grandma if she were still alive. This is just, it's the, the, the amount of just passing things along. You're perpetuating a terrible cycle. Check, if you need help, check with your 16-year-old sons, daughters, or grandkids mm-hmm. and say, is this legit? And I say this out of, cons- it you sounds like I'm say- saying this out of anger and frustration. I'm saying it out of legitimate concern mm-hmm. for your safety and well-being and the safety and well-being of your friends and family members. I don't know how I don't know how more strongly to word this. <laughs> and while we're at it, here's a PSA done in the style of Steve Martin to John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. When you're promoting a Facebook event, remember the five W's. Who, what, when, where, why. I don't know how many posts I've seen in the last two weeks saying, hey, join us at this thing. Doesn't say why. Hey, join us at this thing. Doesn't say where. It gives times. It doesn't say what's going on. If we're going to be amateur news reporters, get the five W's. Who, what, when, where, why. And then if as a bonus, maybe how, how often, to what extent. Have I made my point? You have. Do I sound like an asshole? Uh-huh. Okay. Just a skosh. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I've been through Y2K. I've been through the September 11th conspiracy theories. Do you remember this one where um, people from the Middle East were coming to rent apartments and they would move all their belongings in, but all their belongings would basically be uh, bombs. And so they were moving into apartment buildings strategically through major cities in the United States Yet that never happened, and you know, gonna blow it right, all up on right. one day. That never happened. I've been through the Mayan calendar 2012. I've been through the movie 2012. Right, unfortunately. You know, the, the end of the world. I've been through Obama's gonna take our guns. Uh, 5G is gonna, you know, cause cancer. Uh, I've been through. COVID makes you magnetic. Yeah, I've even been through the prank where, do you remember this one where if you see a car at night with its lights off, don't bright it or they'll shoot you. So I've just been through so many of these things that at some point in my life, I had to make a decision to not live my life in fear. Mm -hmm. People who live their lives in fear will say, oh, you're stupid. Oh, how can you not be aware of these things that are, open your eyes, and they'll use words like sheeple. And people who don't live in fear go la-di-da and make it through a Wednesday, October 4th, EAS test and make jokes about Alan Jackson's song about 9-11. So I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm telling you how I am. 
I'm not telling you the way I think anyone else should be. You know, it's kind of funny. So I do have a plan for when the world falls apart. Okay. If the world, if it does, you know, Um, and it's actually very simple. If I'm the off chance. I think it's actually quite elegant. Uh, It all started when my mom said to me, listen, just in case anything happens, just so that you're aware, we have supplies here. So if something bad happens, you can come back home and, uh, you know, we'll have what you need. And uh, I just said, you know what? If something really catastrophic happens, like a zombie apocalypse or something, if I'm not here within a week, don't waste your resources looking for me because I'm already gone. (laughs) I've already taken care of things. You're welcome because I'm not going to be a drain on the family, first off. And second off, I don't want to fight that hard. I am weak and I am soft and things are already hard. And if they get any harder, (laughs) I'm done. I'm so done. You know, I'm already done. Well, and, and yeah, is this sort of fear mongering in place to manipulate the American public into becoming just exasperated, tired, weak, Maybe non-reactive you know, human that's beings. The thing. Back in the day, I was all I, I was always like, "Oh, here's how I'm going to survive the zombie apocalypse," and then I was finally like, "But why survive it? <laughs> like, what's that, what's on the other side of it? Really?" That's a really good point. And I'd I, like to think that there are better people than me who will survive it and who will rebuild things. And you know what? They don't need my dead weight. Weighing him down. I, I'm sort of a Galaxy Quest, never give up, never surrender kind of guy. Which is good overall, but you know what? I am not. <laughs> I'm not. I think that there is a time to give up and surrender. I think that there is a time when you say, eh, you know what? Enough's enough. It's been a good life. <laughs> yeah. I had a grape thrice. Thrice I had a grape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Genuinely, I think that there is a time to say, I've had such a good life. Things have been so good that seeing those things go away makes me feel like there's not really anything else that I need. I think I've, I've done all the things I wanted to do. Now, if those things can't be achieved again, I think I'm going to go ahead and just exit this. Yeah, I fancy myself as the kind of person who would, uh, you know, exist and survive and thrive on sheer hatred. But the fact is, when uh, I pull up to Burger King at 1101 and they're no longer serving for sandwiches... I, I'm I I can barely survive. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, it's so sad I don't thing. know how I would. I'm be. a big softy, and honestly, I don't <laughs> I don't want to not be. I want to live in a world where I can be kind and soft and empathetic. So all of these conspiracy theories that we've just mentioned, you know, people will say, "Oh, but okay, well that didn't okay that okay, but that one didn't happen, and here's why." But the next one, oh boy, you can either be one of those people or the meh. You know what? If I'm going to be caught unawares, I'll tell you what. If anything is likely to happen, we're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. And if if anything if if anything is in the news and it's coming and it's coming and it's lurking and it's coming and it's coming for you and your children and your family and your dog, that's not going to happen. What is going to happen is the unexpected. The Yellowstone caldera is going to blow two days from now. We're all going to be instantly vaporized. And we will have never seen it coming. I personally am going to hedge my bets and, you know, try to continue to build a life for myself. Right. And not really worry too much about things like October 4th. Yeah. What a what a disappointing footnote. Although you did have a brilliant idea. 
every Sunday night, you and your family have dinner uh-huh. together. And what were you thinking about doing this Sunday night? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing that I think would be really funny. Because at the end of the day, I love me a jokey joke. <laughs> now, <laughs> we're here for the walls. <laughs> the nice thing is this won't be released until after Sunday. But what I think I'd like to do is I'd like to go in and I'd, I'd like to go to my family's Sunday dinner and just act just off enough. Not enough that it's... Just enough so it's noticeable, but not extreme. Exactly. Not over-the-top acting. No, no, no. Like, there's no way that they'd be like, okay, she's like kidding around. She's fooling us. You know, but just enough that they'd be like, what's going on there? What's up with her? (laughs) You know, like, I want them to be like, like, I want them to be huddling in the corner and being like, why is Carly acting so weird? Do do we need that? Have a little side confab in the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the kitchen island. And like, when they like come back and they're like, hey, Carly... Well, remember that one time when we totally did that thing that actually didn't happen? And I'm like, yeah, that was such a great time. I had so much fun. Or and if it did like, happen, you just stare at them her. blankly. Yeah, exactly. So just to mess with them, you, you'd be a little bit off. So they would either wonder, is she a zombie? Mm-hmm. Or they would wonder, oh, are we all zombies? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's my ideal. That's I think that'd be fun. <laughs> so can you believe Napoleon Dynamite is 20 years old. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> and, okay, and not only that, but the Idaho Falls Arts Council, hey, congratulations, Brandy Newton, on your 10 years. It seems more like 20. <laughs> um, November 18th at the Colonial Theater, they're going to have a screening of the movie with the cast, with John Heater. Oh my gosh, that's so cool, though. <laughs> and Pedro and Uncle Rico. I'm and you saying, can bring your football and get them signed. If any of you fellas see it and you want us to uh, cover it, maybe just like, you know, shoot us a DM. <laughs> We'd love to see you. <laughs> so we've got our tickets and they amount to about 48 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. And then if you really want, if depending on how much you love Napoleon Dynamite for, a, for $100 extra per person, you can get a VIP experience, a little meet and greet beforehand and a swag bag. I remember going to see Napoleon Dynamite in theaters when it first came out. It was really funny. My grandma took my brother and I. It was when my dad was running the Edwards, so we got we got to see it for free, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah. That was the best Perk part of, of my childhood. childhood. Yeah. The reason I'm so cool now is because my dad <laughs> suffered through that job the entire time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But anyway, we went we were going to see it, and my granny's like, We're gonna go see a movie called Napoleon Dynamite. It's an action movie, <laughs> you know? She was convinced oh. that, it, that it was going to be like James Bond or something he like that. He did go off some pretty sweet jumps. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think she just saw the name. Uncle Rico did throw that football over the mountain. Oh, yeah. I absolutely. Mean, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she, I think she just saw the name and she was like, oh, the kids are going to love this. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be a thrilling action movie. With a name like Dynamite, <laughs> it has to have some explosions in it. Right, right. So she takes us. And Tyson's so excited for it. You know, I, I remember him being like, yeah, this would be so cool. And then we get there and we see it. And it's this dry, <laughs> like, you know, very subtle comedy. And I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was hysterical. And he thought it was so dumb. Can I tell you my impressions of watching it? Yeah. So the, the movie is, so if it's 20 years, it came out in 03. Mm-hmm. But every set piece and 
quite frankly, the costumes were, and I think intentionally, so early 90s, so 20 years before that. So dated. That yeah. it made me feel uncomfortable. It was too real. Right. It hit too close to home. <laughs> I know it was shot in Preston, Idaho. Well, and like the King's Market it, scene. Yeah. Yeah. It could have it could have happened right here in Idaho Falls, Idaho, mm -hmm. around the same time or maybe 10 years earlier. It really could have. Yeah. And and you know, from people watching in Rhode Island, what's up more buff more muff meat circus? Um <laughs> you'll think, <laughs> "Oh, they're in the same name? place." But we feel like Idaho Falls feels uh, at least a half a world away from Preston, Idaho, yeah. where this was shot. But it's still, and I'm watching it in Salt Lake with my kids mm -hmm. and just going, this isn't funny. This is not funny. This is stupid people from a stupid area. No offense, Preston, but I, I think I, I you think and you know Tyson what I mean. had the same reaction. And I was the exact opposite. I was like, this is peak humor. This is comedy. <laughs> so after I got through the, well, and I know people who, there are some people out there that can't watch like The Office because it's too real. It, it hits too close yeah. to home. Yeah, it's too dry. And typically their argument is, I don't like awkward humor, but I didn't like the awkward humor mm -hmm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, I relaxed a little bit after I got the arrows and daggers out of my heart. <laughs> you know, when people say too soon, this was like too close. Yeah. Too close to my own childhood. Mm -hmm. But once I got past that and me and the kids started shooting around the quotes right? of the movie and I realized how highly quotable it is. <laughs> Tina, come get your dinner, you fat lard. <laughs> yeah. And what are you going to do today? Whatever I want to. Gosh. <laughs> and, and then I realized, oh, I totally. I then and only then, you know, when it came to video, like it wasn't a hit with me until it came to video, much mm -hmm. like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Right. I get that. Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't a big hit in the theaters. Which but also I have not seen ever in my life. I know. And Johnny Depp's Depp. In it and I love him. What? I've seen so many of his. I actually at one point had a list of his movies printed out <laughs> for my parents' printer when I was in high school. And I was like, I'm going to watch all of these. And I actually got through quite a bit. But that was back when, D when uh, Netflix was DVDs. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And did so you hear after t speaking of 20 year anniversaries, they just sent out their last mail order dvd oh they're that's done they're sad. streaming only now so once we had napoleon dynamite on dvd and i could watch it after i had dealt with my emotions mm -hmm. and you know is it dale cressup the old farmer with the eggs i'm so glad you brought up that scene he's you a know real that, person yeah. i met him at the eastern idaho state fair yeah so you know that's how he actually talks yeah like yes, none he, of that was acted no and like that whole scene it was an accident, like where he's talking about finding the arrow the arrowheads in the river and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was just him talking to the guys because he was just standing around waiting for stuff to happen, well, and he was just regaling them with his stories. And <laughs> and that ended up in the they movie. ended up using it in the movie. Yeah, but he sounded very much like a like I don't know a, a, a farmer giving direct. You take care of road up there about five mile. I mean, he you know uh, not Boomhauer, but like. Um, you know, because he had the raspiness. Yeah. Almost voice. like Eddie. It's like if Eddie from Our Flag Means Death and Boomhauer from King of the Hill had a baby. So <laughs> and it was him. <laughs> and he was a farmer. <laughs> so we're gonna get we have plans to go see this movie. We hope you join us. IdahoFallsArts.org. 
I think. I know their website used to be way back in the day when everybody was figuring out websites. About the time you were born, I swear it was ifarts.org just for a minute until they had a 12-year-old boy vet their website name. Yeah, kind of like spud tugs needed. Just saying. Yeah. Um, Okay. Anyway, it's going to be a hoot and a holler there, cowboy. I hope to see you there. Another thing coming up is just your fave, Boo at the Zoo, Idaho Falls Zoo, October 19th, 20th, and 21st from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's very exciting and all, but technically, I'm in direct competition with that. because. (laughs) So the wolf is actually aligned with the Zoo Idaho down in Pocatello, and we do the Zoo Boo. With oh, okay. Them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and por qué no los dos? They're on different dates, right? Right. What, what date is the Zubu? It's October twenty eighth from ten a.m. to three p.m. in Pocatello. Okay. In Pocatello, yeah. Go visit so, the marmots. Yeah, all the little local critters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that I do like about Zoo Idaho. I do like that it's all little locals. Yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. Uh, so the the theme for Boo at the Zoo in Idaho Falls at the Idaho Falls Zoo anyway is Mary not scary. Oh, so, that's yeah, cute. Lights, decorations, that kind of thing. Trick or treating at different little stops, and I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure Zoo Idaho is different, but the same kind of. If you're in Pocatello, listening, also want to mention this coming Friday and Saturday, right in the lodge at Kelly Canyon Resort. It's the Kelly Canyon Ski Resort Ski Swap. If you need some gear or just want to see what's up or oh. ride to the top for free, I think they're doing that. Uh, let's see, they're just doing free lift rides on Saturday only, Saturday, October 14th. I've actually never gone skiing or snowboarding since I've lived here, which has been my whole life. And I think that's sort of a shame since we have such great snow here. We do. And it, and I will say it's it's a lot of fun to ride lifts. I've done it in Jackson. and Have I done it at Kelly? I want to say like 30 years ago, maybe. But to ride a lift when there's no snow. So you can kind of see, get a frame of reference for what's happening when the snow does fly. But it's, Ooh. yeah, it's it's fun to ride a lift to the top of the mountain and look around. That's already giving me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> okay. Because the closest I've gotten is the lift thing at Lagoon. And that one, I always think I can handle it. And then it stops halfway through because someone oh. can't get on right. And jerks and swings oh. a little bit. <laughs> oh, and it just makes my whole body pucker. Yeah. You know? Like like the, sky, the old Skyway at Disneyland. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's a ski lift. But you're not strapped in, right? Do no. they? They don't have straps on those. No, things. there's yeah. no. There's one rail across your lap, but you could easily, like, if you just decided to, you could just slip out. Sure. Like if you were, if you slouch. Yeah. <laughs> if you're slouching, also wearing very slippery pants, uh-huh. you're done for. Yeah. <laughs> you're out of there. Yeah. You know, I I can't imagine if you had a wiggly toddler on that. Oh, it'd be awful. And that's um, that's when I would say, hey, don't take wig- wiggly toddlers on that. No, clearly. But <laughs> but some people don't think about that, you know? Yeah. Okay, so I know that we're talking about future events. But did you hear what happened this weekend? Huh. It was a little something called Dog Day. It was at Club Apple. And it is the most brilliant thing that I can think of them to do. All right. Okay, so you know how they had the indoor pool and the outdoor pool? Yes. So, of course, during the winter in Idaho, you can't use the outdoor pool. Right. So, you want to know what they do? They have a little something called Dog Day, where you get to bring your dog to the pool so they can swim around and be dogs in the pool. No way. Which is so smart, because, like, 
how many people have dogs that love water who also don't have pools? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And who, and who didn't go hiking up near a creek this summer. Right. After so, they took that road up there about five miles. Yeah. Yeah. So it was October 7th. It's the one day a year that you get to take your dog in and they get to swim around in the pool at the gym. That's okay. We got to remember that for next year for your Rango. Well, except that he's kind of a bubble. If his, if <laughs> his penis isn't like. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll so. see. I, if they did like a little dog time and then a big dog time, I would do it. Okay. But I worry about the big dogs because he, he thinks he's a big dog and he is not. <laughs> he's willing to start a fight, but he cannot end it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He writes a lot of checks with his mouth that his little doggy ass can't cash. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> exactly. But also, I genuinely just want to go just to see it. <laughs> okay. But it's only five bucks if you're not a member, and then it's free if you are. Okay. Which is exactly how you should run that. And yeah, you just And they get spend a- an extra couple hundred bucks on pool filtration i'm sure i have to assume i mean they don't have to do that but they do that's great that's a great idea i think it is well it makes me want to i used to be a club apple member and i loved that gym i've loved that gym more than any other gym look at this little son of a bitch right now he's (laughs) trying he's trying to actively turn that off like he did last week to get your attention he's Rango is trying to mess with our stage lights. <laughs> yeah. He just so mommy he, will pay attention. You think he's cute, but he's a diabolical <laughs> little bastard. I'm gonna pick him up for just a second All to right. show him off. Come here. Oh, real quick, the Teton t-shirt of the week is the uh famous bar sign that you see at the corner of Broadway and whatever street that is, and uh the and the wagon Park. wheel. The wagon wheel is part of a table mm-hmm. inside the kelt now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the bar sign is now actually at Heads and Tails right next door. TetonT-shirts.com if you're into that sort of thing. Well, that's our show. Is If you're still here, then you're part of the tribe. If you didn't click exit a long time ago, then we can be friends. And I would just like to leave you with a little footage from... This is... If you drive south on Hit, and right after you, after you pass 81st South, you're going to see this. They do it every year. It's a couple of really cute, charming hay rolls. This year, Aww. they're Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head themed. Oh, that's really cute. Look at that. Isn't that cute? That's super cute. I'm Mike Nelson. Don't forget to blow out your sprinklers sometime soon. I'm Carly Morgan, and if it hurts, stop doing it. Great advice. <laughs> That is advice for the ancients. I wish that Ringo would listen to that. <laughs>